0: And we are live, welcome to another episode of the podcast, coming at you live from the Wingate by Windham and Hurricane. We're having another orientation this weekend, so we've each had a drink, well, I've had a drink, he's had a bunch, so y'all Not buckle up. Not a bunch. Um, <clears throat> we uh, brought to you by Pittsburgh Power, um, come see us for uh, the OPS products. And the max mileage catalyst. Our, our little TikTok experiment's picking up. Larry's got a video with over four hundred fifty thousand views right now. Him talking about old Metro. So that's fun. We're taking a we're making a TikTok star out of him. <coughs> so um, a week
1: ago, I couldn't spell TikTok. This week, yeah. I are a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Lord help me. Oh, um. Man.
0: So let's get into this, this topic. It was, you know, y'all have seen the, y'all seen the title. Haters going to hate. Um, I put in the description that there's this, um, uh, saying that says the dogs will bark, but the
1: convoy. No, no, no. Oh. I'll say it. Go ahead. Please. The dogs bark, but the caravan moves on. Caravan moves on. Okay. Well, I had convoy, but this is trucking, so
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna change the convoy. It's not a trucking thing. <clears throat> well, this so. is a trucking show, so <clears throat> okay. You're gonna have to tell me how you want to start down this path. Um,
1: well, for those of you that that won't, we just give the background and and you know, I'm glad that we didn't post this a week ago because like usually happens the longer that I've thought about this, the less, um, inflamed, I guess Mm -hmm. I've been. That's fair. Um, because I've had a chance for it to settle down and, and it's kind of, it's kind of resolved itself on its own anyway. Right. Yesterday was went a long ways towards making me feel a little bit better about the situation, but, to to bring everybody up to speed, um we were working. Well, let me just give you the whole background, okay? This this is called Haters Gonna Hate because we were the subject of some um I would call it negative publicity on one of the Landstar groups this week. Mm-hmm. And so I I didn't respond. Uh Chris wanted to respond and I <laughs> suggested that he not. A matter of fact, I, I ordered that he not. Um because I wanted it to, um, first of all, I wanted to let this individual expose himself for, for what he is, and he, and he fulfilled that, that requirement quite, quite readily. Um, but like everything, there's two sides to the story. And I thought, well, let's just wait because we have this format. We have this um, uh, capability that everybody doesn't have where we can explain our side of the story. And it's not um, it's not re- it's not vengeful. It's not in response to or a reaction to. We've allowed this thing to play out for a, for a few days, uh, probably a week or so, and now it's just time to give our side of the story. And um, I, I, having had a few days to to think about it, I'm sure that we are doing this a lot more. Um, What's the word, Chris? May, I don't want to say um, civilized. Well, cautiously, civilized, you know, we're we're not we're not
0: lashing out,
1: right? We, right. Right. We I just I just want to present our side of the story, which it's up to you to decide who's right and who's wrong. I, I, you know, we're we'll, we'll report, you decide. Uh, but I just want to give our side of the story so that every. You those of you who are interested and it has had an effect on some of you because some of you have have reacted to it um, under hearing one side, but not having heard both sides. So we want to give you the opportunity to hear both sides of the story. You can believe whoever you want. And after tonight, this will be over with, you know, assuming that the other side doesn't escalate and, and start doing crazy stuff. We're just going to explain what happened. So I'm well, going to
0: take, and you, we we will not be naming names. We're no. not going to be calling people out, Un-
1: unlike the other side, who right. did, by the way, mention our company name publicly, mention our first names publicly. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So uh, unless you knew who they were by their posting. Uh, they will they will remain anonymous as far as I'm concerned. And so, uh,
0: and let's keep in mind mm-hmm. that social media is essentially the CB radio of the
1: 21st century. Absolutely.
0: you know you the get, only
1: difference is the CB radio; it was said and gone. Social media, it's it's said and it's there for for posterity because yeah. it, you can't pull it back. So yeah. that would be the big difference. And that's really why we want to address this is because we want to get it on the record as 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 it is. With what our side of the story is, so yeah. fair enough. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So, what happened there? I believe that was your <laughs> what microphone. What the hell or this your, happened? Hang your, on, let me fix this. I can do this because I am a broadcast professional. Yeah, I think your
0: camera moved. I really? think that's what happened. Well, yeah, not... so your feet went out and touched that cable, and it pulled the. Microphone. Oh, did
1: it? Okay, let me it see did. if I can do this then.
0: Sorry. Listen, y'all. Y'all got to understand. He's been tore up about this camera for a half hour, so he kind of deserves this. So we should just let this go.
1: <clears throat> I'm not tore up about it. It's just I, I'm. Listen.
0: I have a witness in the room that has watched him whine about his. Cam- Every time we're in this room, this witness whines, in the room
1: would not take your side of that story. I'm quite certain. Okay. I'm um, just gonna
0: make. I'm just gonna make it known that I bought him a ring light just so he could have one. All right. Cause he made fun of me having one. So I got him
1: one. So he has a ring light. I actually made fun of it today before I realized he had bought me one. Cause <laughs> I was talking about how big of a glamor pussy he was Easy and now. he had to have one. So he's been drinking folks. <clears throat> well, so can we, can we go back to the subject? Please, here? please save us all. Please. All right. So, all right. So anyway, um, about th- three weeks ago or maybe a little more, um, this, person that put a notice on on facebook in the groups that he was uh, his words burnout stressed out tired of dispatching his trucks and was there anybody that could recommend a dispatching service that could help him out well i, I didn't see it at first but several of you uh mentioned us and one of you, by the way, I, don't, I won't call you out. One of you got my name wrong. You told him to call Larry Short at Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions. Now, not getting into the uh, anatomical problems with that, I corrected it to be my accurate, actual name, which is Larry Long at Blue Ribbon Logistics. So we got to get that straight right up front, okay? So, uh, so anyway, this, this fellow reached out to me. He called me based on your all's recommendations and uh, we talked and we talked for a long time and, and uh, he explained to me what his problem was and what he was looking to have done. And I said, well, Hey, you know, we, we're doing this already for other BCOs and, and have in, and for several years um, he only had four trucks and he was only going to have us do a couple of them at first. Anyway, and I said, absolutely. We can, we can take this on, not a problem. Um, I will say that what I told him is that my only concern here is that our experience has been working with BCOs who the driver and the BCO are the same individual. You know, we're working with the truck owner as well as the driver. In your case, we're going to be working with drivers who are not making this decision. You as the owner are, but these drivers have to go along with your decision to do this, and they have to, and you have to realize that we have certain requirements that we require of our drivers that your drivers will have to comply with. And we even mentioned that we have an orientation coming up this weekend and that we would uh, prefer that at least the fleet owner, if not the drivers or both, uh, attend this so that we can you know, explain to them what our expectations are of their drivers. Um, he, um, did not take us up on that offer. Um, I prepared a five, six, four, five, six page contract, which I presented to him, which lined out exactly what our expectations were from them and what our obligations would be to them. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details of the contract, but suffice it to say that the things that we ask our drivers to do in terms of communication and accountability, and uh, of management of hours and efficiency, we expected from them because it's it's impossible for us to dispatch trucks when we can't control the um, the the um, the, the uh, what's help me Chris the 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 actual operating operation of the truck. In other words, we can book the loads, we can't make the drivers drive the loads. Okay. We can only suggest what um, you know what we would uh, re- recommend them do, but they're not our employees. They're they're strictly a customer uh, employees of a customer. So um, to fast forward a little bit, we're into the relationship now. We've got signed contracts, and uh, we assign it to. I mean, y'all have heard, y'all have met Seth. Y'all have heard Seth. You know that Seth is probably, but of, of our management team, it's safe to say that Seth is the most meek, humble, nice, friendly, sweet. Uh, all these adjectives rolled into one compared to the other two of us on our management team. Okay. He's everything I'm not. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And uh, and so we kind of felt like, well, that's the best shake we could give these guys because, you know, Seth goes about doing business a lot more um, I, I, he's a lot more tolerant. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Um, he, he, uh, he, he's very, he, he never has a crossword, you know, where Chris and I both tend to sort of call it like it is. And, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. And if not, Hey, sorry about your luck, you know? So, um, uh, Seth is not that way. And we thought that it would be a good exercise for both Seth. And I explained to this fleet manager when, When we took the business, I said, look, we're going to give this to Seth and we explained why. And we explained what the benefit was going to be to Seth and what the benefit was going to be to them. All right. So Seth goes about the the, um, business of uh, dispatching these two trucks and, you know, um, checking in with him from time to time. I could just tell because we monitor all Communication. Well, let's
0: give a little context on that. okay? Okay. Sure. Our communication protocol is that we create an email address for each truck. That way, when an agent emails a truck, doesn't matter who's driving it, I see the email, Larry sees the email, Seth sees the email, the driver sees the email, and it just, it's very clean. And it's very nice. And then it, we have that digital record of everything that transpired between the driver and the agent. And it's just so much easier from a fleet management standpoint to have that one point of contact at one channel with the agent. Then we use an app called Signal Messengers, developed by Edward Snowden. Um, it's very secure, but it's cross-platform. So it doesn't matter if you have an Android or an iPhone. Everyone can connect through the same channel and we have groups set up that has driver, Larry, me, Seth, Phil. And that way there's no nothing's lost if a driver texts me and says, Hey, Chris, dot dot dot, Larry sees it. If he texts Larry, hey, Larry, I see it. Seth sees it. so it it's a very open platform where everybody can watch what's happening and be in the loop. And so if Seth says, Hey man, uh I need help. Or if I say, Hey man, can you help me out? He already is in the loop. He's already aware of everything that's going on. So we go to great lengths to make sure that our communication protocols are very clear for everyone and that the agents, you know, can, can rest assured that if they send an email, somebody's going to see it. And if the driver leaves it unread, we're going to be, like, Hey buddy, you got some unread unread email you need to go check
1: on. So that's our communication protocol. So we, um, and again, Seth is, is not a very demanding individual, so he's very suggestive to these particular drivers that, hey, you need to respond to this agent by saying that you received it or you arrived or whatever it is, okay? Nothing complicated. Uh, hey, I'm arrived. I've, 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 I've dropped trailer such and such. I've departed, And he gets met met with a lot of uh, pushback.
0: Um, He was ignored as if he didn't exist.
1: True. That's true. So I'm on vacation. I'm at the beach last week. Okay. And all this drama is going on between the drivers and Seth. And so I intervene. Again, it's group messages. I can see everything. So I just text that, hey, uh, and again, we're not using names here, but, um, sir, we probably need to have a, because we encouraged from the get go that we have a zoom meeting with the driver so that we can let them know what our expectations are. And it never happened for one reason or another. So we finally just said, look, we're going to have to have this meeting. It's like, I think it's Monday morning. I'm on my vacation. I'm at the beach. I have to come off the beach. Okay. Kick the sand off my feet, you know, put on a shirt, (laughs) you know, put my, my, Bourbon aside, and I have to have a meeting with this fleet owner, two of his drivers, who eventually showed up to the meeting. By the way, okay, again, I have to. I'm not, I'm not going to. That's petty. I'm not going to say that. But I'm on vacation. Remind you, okay? So um, I take time out of my vacation to have this meeting. They show up eventually, and we sort of have a little bit of a heart to heart. I mean, I sort of said. In front of everybody, what our expectations were and what we were experiencing up to now. And some things were revealed during that meeting that I'm not sure that the fleet owner would have liked to have heard his uh, drivers to have heard. But some of the things were. And again, let me back up and say this. We have different levels of mentoring and coaching that we offer. I offered all of our package of services to this particular fleet owner. He chose to only do the dispatching. Okay. Mm-hmm. The dispatching is that we dispatch your trucks. Um, you know, we have a, a profile that we create to match the loads to your drivers, you know, what they're used to the, 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 the business and the mentoring was not accepted in the contract. It was, it, was, it was not part of what he asked for. So I gave him a freebie, okay? I gave him one on the house on Monday morning on my vacation because it became apparent that the, the, all, the, all the energy was going towards a load that Seth booked for one of the drivers that happened to be heavier by a few thousand pounds than it was advertised on the load board. And you would have thought that Armageddon had just occurred and, (laughs) you know, and that, you know, angels were fought, were coming out of the sky. And, you know, it it was a it was the end of the world because we booked a load that was a few thousand pounds over what it was posted for. The agent oh, not the agent, the fleet owner expressed his opinion about that, that look, that's out. And this is a quote. That's out outside of my parameters. I would not haul it. End mm-hmm. quote. Uh, that also worked its way onto Facebook at some time or another during this hmm. expose that went on. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I, I I couldn't help myself. Actually, I have to give credit to Seth. Seth, you know, Did and, a and, fantastic. And, and job. we'll admit to this. Seth is learning. To do, Seth is spreading his wings here a little bit. And I explained that to the fleet owner. I said, look, we're going to let a guy do this that needs this experience, mm-hmm. um, would help him out by doing this, uh, and it will help him in his growth. And, and, and the fleet owner understood that, acknowledged that. Um, and so... I have to give credit to Seth here. I wish I could read what he wrote, but it's probably not fair to do that. But let me just let you say, let, understand it like this. Seth in a very, very uh, positive positive What? Diplomatic. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me explain. So we I don't have a headset tonight because we're in the same room. So this is a really different experience for me. And what normally is really loud in my ears, it's on the other side of the room. So th- if it sounds different tonight, that's the reason why. So, yes, yeah, Seth was very diplomatic and, uh, and very... Um, I mean, it was it was just in a, it was a very positive it kind was of thing, cordial. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was respectful, unlike me.
0: Oh yeah, it was nice. Listen, okay? I um, had listen, I had my response typed out, and I just had to delete it because yeah. I typed it out two or three times, and I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't press
1: enter. But we, we but we, I have to remember. Look, these are drivers. Look, here, here's the thing: these drivers are put in an awkward situation. They did not make the decision to go outside and hire a dispatcher to dispatch themselves. They didn't make that. The the fleet owner made that. The problem came in and that the fleet owner did not properly prep these guys for what the decision he had made. Okay. So now in retrospect, we're having to do it. We're having to go back in a week later and we're having to get everybody together in a Zoom meeting and say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's why it's going on. Here's what, and I had to explain to his drivers The situation that he was in, that they had put him in, that caused him to have to come outside for help, because he was quote burnt out, fed up. What are the other adjectives he used? I mean, you know, burnt out. You know, and and listen, after working with his drivers for two or three weeks, I get it. I understand. (laughs) Okay, I would. It wouldn't take me three weeks to get burnt out on it. But so we we established what we thought were ground rules. Here's what we, here's what you got to do. Okay. Now look, we didn't ask him to run a marathon or do pushups or nope. do chin. All we asked him to do was look. Email the agent when you arrive. Email the agent when you depart. Okay. Let the agent know and us know if you drop and hook a trailer. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge a receipt of an email. That's it. That's it. And and they could not would not will not do it. Absolutely not. Ignored and it in Ignored this it. Zoom meeting. I recorded
0: this Zoom meeting. We by the did way. record this Zoom so meeting. So I went back and watched the first I don't know 5 or 10 minutes. And the first 5 or 10 minutes is me not, not saying this is what you will do. It was saying, hey, this is why we do these things. We do these things because they're a courtesy to the agent. We do these things because it's good business. We do this because we are a training and mentoring fleet. We're teaching people how to be good business owners that build good relationships. And the whole first five or 10 minutes of this meeting was about the why we do the things that we do. And I mean, it was a complete waste of time because they absolutely would not Email an agent. They would not say when they arrived. They would not say when they left. And Seth is sitting here, who is, again, the nicest, sweetest, most genuine, compassionate human being. And uh, he's ready to pull his hair out.
1: Well, well but, but let's give a little background to that. Seth has been here for three years. Okay. Yep. Now, but well, why does my camera sit? Because you've we- got your feet on the cables. Well, make it son. quit doing that. I'm, I'm pissed at this camera. Okay. Okay? We've Sorry. got... We got have some technical, in technical the room difficulties here. here. You're going to have to kick... You're gonna to have to take your drunk ass over here. We uh we we we're we're on location in in West Virginia. That's number one problem. Okay, uh, I'm there not in go. my professional normal uh, basement recording suite that I normally do this in. <laughs> basement. Uh, but anyway, look look, Seth Seth wrote he rewrote our book on agent relationships. Oh. Okay you wouldn't believe you know we you know i look i started booking i started booking freight before before chris came off the road i booked all the freight okay i would book five to seven to ten days out all right Mm -hmm. we let seth start booking his own load this is a little by by you know it's a little sidebar here okay Mm -hmm. we let seth start booking his loads after i don't know six eight months made larry a nervous wreck and the sun. all this hair that i've got going that's all Seth's fault, cause the <laughs> son of a bitch wouldn't book a load until the day before. I'm like Seth, what the hell, you know? Well, he had developed such good relationships with certain agents that he he didn't even have to work the load for. It. He well, he'd go well. I'm just going to call that guy because I know he's going to give me those big lighters. He was the I'm first. Go this, and I'm going. He and was I'm the like, first
0: ten thousand dollar guy.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so it just, it blew me away, you know? Well, so anyway, to get back to where we're going, Seth is, he is the master at building. Rela- That's such a cliche term. I, I I'm going to quit using that term building relay. We got to come up with a better term than because everybody says that. And nobody knows what it means. Right. And everybody thinks there's some kind of formula for doing that. Here's the formula for doing it. You do, you make such good friends at them that they want to do business with you. That's what it is. Okay. Yep. It's not like, Oh, well, I have to, you know, there's no formula there. It's not a mathematical or scientific formula. It's like, it's like you do enough things for somebody that they feel compelled to do something back for you. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Seth is really, really good at, he's, he's, he's the best that I've seen. And I'm not being loose with these, with these compliments. It's true. Okay. So now here's a guy that has spent three years building these relationships. <laughs> Forming these partnerships. There you go. With these agencies. And he's using these friendships to book these, these drivers that won't even return a freaking email. Mm-hmm. So it, he's, it's damaging his reputation and his relationship that he's built. He said, Look, I've gotten more complaints in two weeks than I've gotten in three years yep. from my agents about these guys here and what they will and will not do. Well, now look, Seth is not one to exaggerate. No. Seth is not one to say things that are that are braggadocious, or uh, that's just not Seth. So when he says that, I know he's understating that. Okay. So anyway, we're going to go back to this meeting. So we had this meeting. Well, some things come out in this meeting. All right. Now again, remember, I'm on vacation. I'm going to allow one hour of my vacation to handle this meeting, and then I'm done. Okay. <laughs> So it's starting to run down and it's getting close to an hour and some things come up. And so we're talking about this load that this guy's upside down and flapping his wings about because Seth booked this load. There was a few thousand pounds. I finally had enough. I said, look, again, I'm not going to use a name because it almost jumps out of my mouth, but <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait. A minute. All right. First of all, every truck has been built to pull 80,000 pounds. Can you hear? Does that make does that make no sense? Yeah, don't do that. Okay, every truck is manufactured to haul eighty thousand pounds. That's a legal load, and every, and it's not going to wear out any truck to do it. Correct. Now, in retrospect, I look on his Facebook post, and he says that we say that it doesn't matter if you pull more weight; that it doesn't affect. That's not what we said. That's not what we said. What we said was that every truck is designed to pull eighty thousand pounds. One hundred percent and that is absolutely true. What? Okay. Yep. Now, what we did say to him is that you're concerned about a few dollars extra that the fuel is going to cost on this load to carry this load for one day. Yes. But let's, t- let's look at it. And, and Seth started this. I, I had to give him credit. Oh, 100%. he started this in the conversation. He said, And and I'm I'm going to paraphrase, but he said, you know what? If you were to look at other things that you're not looking at Mm -hmm. that are costing you money every day, every mile of every day, and you're not giving that your attention, you're focused on this, you're missing the big picture and nothing could be farther from the truth. And let me give you an example. In the conversation, I asked Mr. Fleet Manager, Fleet Owner, I said, how do you advise your drivers to buy fuel? Now, let me remind my audience here, and I'm going to say this, and you all can answer in, in unison. What is your number one cost? Fuel. fuel. Okay. Now, I'm asking Mr. Fleet Manager, how do you advise your drivers, or how do you coach them, or how do you instruct them, or how do you command them, or whatever it is that you do communicate, how do they buy fuel? listen
0: y'all i was i was so personally shocked when i heard this
1: i'm like and then i said sir i didn't say i used his name do you not have your drivers use the landstar one app crickets i hadn't got around to that no they don't have the logins for that now we're Zoom, but now oddly enough his video is turned off Hmm. Okay, and everybody else says is not, but his is turned off because I wish it wasn't because I wish to God I could have seen his expression. And I said, so so you have your drivers have no idea what the fuel costs where they buy it. Now we really haven't got to that yet. And so I gave him the freebie. I didn't say it this way because I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his drivers. But inside I said, fool. <laughs> no. you're worried about 2,000 pounds on one load and every day of every week of every mile of every month of every year your trucks are on the road you have no idea why they're buying fuel where they're buying and what they're paying for it is that not misplaced oh I you mean,
0: know, yeah, uh, fuel is $100,000 a year right now if you're getting seven miles per gallon. I
1: told him, I said, I said sir, I didn't say <laughs> sir, but I said, I promise you, I promise you that you are spending at least $20,000 a truck more in fuel every year than you have to because you don't have any idea what you're spending for fuel? Do you know what your fuel mileage is, crickets? And I said him from I said, look, if you would concentrate on that, and get your heart on off for this one freight deal on one load, you would be much better off. Well, I guess I hurt his feelings. I guess I pissed him off. I don't know. Well, anyway, I checked out and I went back to the beach. I said, guys, I'm on vacation. I've given you all the time I'm going to give you. I'm out. Now, Mr. Fleet Manager, we're having an orientation next weekend in West Virginia. I invite you to come. I invite you to bring your drivers. And I checked out. Here's, But, you know, yes, there was
0: this complaint about the weight and the rate of a load that Seth booked. Okay. Now context, there were loads that Seth had to book because it was all that was available. We didn't have tracking on these drivers in the beginning, and we didn't have access to their logs to see how they were running their day. Okay. So, um, it was difficult to really, we because all we could do is say, okay, well, they should be able to go from point A to point B in this amount of time. So we would kind of guess an ETA of when they would get there. Of course we had no idea what they're doing because
1: they wouldn't talk to us and they wouldn't talk to agents. And they wouldn't accept a free download of a GPS locator that we offered to the driver so we could keep up with it. Right. I did try to
0: add them to Life 360 so I could at least see where they were at. I'm tell they both- you something,
1: the waitresses here have gone way downhill. Yeah. Okay. It went at our location in West Virginia. So <clears throat> there were legitimate opportunities
0: that Seth could have used his uh, amazing relationships to get better loads than what we got. But these guys were,
1: I mean, lost days. Well, let me give you an example in one day. Okay. In one day as best we could track, one of their drivers lost, no, two days. In two days, he lost six hours one day and three hours the next day. They were unexplained. We, we, yeah. there, there's no mathematical formula for why they could not deliver on time. And, and in two days, they lost nine hours. almost one full day of driving. They lost in two days of, of, because of unaccountability. Right. So how are you supposed, <clears throat> if you're a
0: dispatcher, okay, put your dispatcher hat on. And you're, you're charged with booking loads for a driver. You have no idea when he's going to get there. You have no idea where he's at. He won't communicate with you or the agent as to where he's at or what he's doing. And then you're supposed to book another load for him picking up at a date and a time that you can't determine because they won't tell you where they are or what they're doing. Right.
1: You they don't know? even know if they're going to deliver on time because no nobody idea. communicates. Zero. Now. Let's let's fast forward to why we're having this deal, okay? So uh, after three weeks, two and a half, three weeks, uh, Mister Fleet owner informs us that we are fired, okay? Uh, we are fired. Well, didn't he say y'all are done? He said y'all are done. Y'all are I done. put the fired in there, but done, fired. I mean, either yeah. way. So and and look, I, f- fine. I, I I didn't I I didn't respond. I did. I just I didn't do anything. OK, I just let it go. All right. So like a day or two later, he couldn't help himself. Because he's he now this is a guy who has a fleet of four five trucks, one of which is his. And he has a billboard. I'm not going to say where billboard. a billboard. He has a billboard, a billboard, a billboard. OK, advertising his services. He has a very, very nicely done website.
0: Beautiful website.
1: He has a very, very nicely done everything. Um, if uh, to, to use a Texas term, uh, and then this is my opinion here, but he's uh, someone that in Texas will be considered all hat and no cattle. Um, so it's... it's now, now everything would have been fine. No, nothing. Listen, I understand. When we even hire people here, we hire them on a ninety-day probationary period because things don't always work out. You know, things yeah. aren't compatible. Men and women don't get together. Birds and bees don't stay together. Dogs and cats don't live together. I mean, things happen. It just so it's fine. We didn't work out. No big deal. Then he got on Facebook, and then he started saying things that were definitely one-sided. S- slanted toward his side of the story. And that's why we wanted to come on here and give you the rest, the Paul Harvey <laughs> version of this, and that would be the rest story. of the story. Okay. Now, had he let it go? I We didn't let, let it go. go. But he didn't let it go. Look, and it, so it,
0: sometimes relationships don't work out and that's okay. And we, I mean, we've gone through, had enough people come into the program and leave the program for whatever reason. That's why this program exists, so you can come in here and get a little taste of what it's like to run a proper trucking business. And sometimes people go, "Oh, holy crap! You mean that's what it takes?"
1: And I don't want to can. run a proper trucking business. I want I'm to out. go back to being I'm a, a dickhead. Okay? I'm
0: going to get me a company driver job, and I'm going to be good. You know, because this is hard.
1: Hey, man. Yeah. No, no problem. No problem. And had he let it go. But he criticized me openly on Facebook because I did not call and apologize to him.
0: You'll <laughs> wait really? a long time on that one.
1: Really? I sure hope you're not holding your breath. You know? Sir. Uh, I, exactly. I mean, let's, let's keep something in mind here. You called me literally and asked me for a I told you exactly what we'd do, I presented you with a contract. And, in, and I'm not going to divulge this, but I'm just going to tell you, in this contract, it lists what my responsibilities are and what your responsibilities are. I l- reviewed the contract, and I have not violated one word of what we said we were going to do. I look at your side, and you violated four of the six things that we asked that you do. So no, there's no apology coming here, Mr. Fleet Owner, okay? <laughs> um, and if you want to be public about this, that bring it on, okay? Bring it on, but you know, I, I I did not initiate this. I still am not going to divulge any names, but I'm not going to sit around here idly and let you, uh, you know, talk about my guys in my program and, and what I do and ask me to apologize. To you, okay? I referred to you a few episodes ago where I told the Queen of England what she could do, and you can do the same thing, okay?
0: Listen, there have been occasions where I have threatened to like smash Seth's hand with a hammer just because I want to see what it looks like when he's mad, because he's always so nice. He's always so even keel. He don't cuss. He can't be rattled. And so I asked his wife, we were talking about this after the fact, and his wife was in the room and I'm like, hey, so what, what are your side of this? And she said, he was so pissed off. He was shaking. Right. I could tell. I listen,
1: I monitor every I knew when he sent that last message I'm like, "Oh, so this is what it looks like when he's pissed off." <laughs> I monitor every I mean, the way our system works, we have we have different layers of of management. Obviously, I'm the last in the ladder cuz I'm not operational unless I need to be. But Seth and Chris and Phil, for the most for the most part, are very hands on, and so that we can all be on the same page at the same time, all of our texts are group texts by mm-hmm. design. But I can watch that. So I, if I have to jump in, I know the story, right. so I monitor all this all day long. That's all I do. Well, that's not all I do, but it's some of what I do. I do other things besides that. But uh, but anyway, I'm looking at Seth's text. I'm like. I have never, Mm-mm. I have never seen Seth this stressed. You know, um, if you know, this guy, Listen, I, you, you all up, know what I think about Seth. I sat in this uh-huh. very room one night and actually got emotional yep. talking about Seth because of what he means to us in our organization. To have somebody say things about him like that that don't know him and uh, and question his integrity and question his, his desire to make this work, it makes me it makes me angry, very, very angry. And so um, you're not, listen, you're not going to come here and you're not going to, 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 to talk to my people like that, okay? If we have to go down here somewhere and work this out, let me know where it's going to be and we'll work it out, okay? But not going to happen, all right? So take that for what it's worth. I know you guys are going to get this word to him, but that's how it's going to work here. Okay. We, we, I will, I will, t- never, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I, I saw, and
0: what that's what was amazing about it being Seth. Okay. Because what Seth did was brought in facts that were based in logic and mathematics. He did not cheap shot, he did not name call. And that's that's the great thing, because, listen, if this would have been me, who the I would have tore the hide off of this guy and the text message would have been two miles long. And I would have I would have cussed him and his mama and everybody. But Seth did not. Seth was the absolute consummate professional through this whole thing, because I listen, I would I I would have fought if these guys work for Blue Ribbon, Ribbon, Mm. they would have been fired on day three. Bring the truck back, set the brakes, and get the hell
1: out. You're gone. They would have been fired in day three. We have people come here that don't work out, okay? It's not because they're not good people. It's just that they realize that they're not cut out to be business owners. Correct. Listen, these guys – well, I need to be careful what I say here. Well, they, they would not have last... First of all, they, ne- they would never gotten through the... Uh, we don't hire people with an attitude problem, okay? If you refuse to serve the customer, you're never going to get here, okay? These guys refuse to be servants. Now, literally. Like you said, but like you said in the beginning,
0: it probably was unfair that these guys, these two drivers, were pulled into our system Absolutely. and probably had no idea what they're getting. At. Cause the very first thing that I asked in that zoom meeting as number one, do you know who we are and what we do? No. Yeah. Okay. So that we have to be fair with them. Had they come into our program, I don't think they would have had their shields up the way they did. Right. Um, so it's probably not incredibly fair on that front to say, to question their character or their integrity or whatever. But, listen, we could not have been more clear. Here's the expectation. You're going to send an email. I'm not asking you to cure cancer. I'm not asking you to fly to Mars. I'm asking you to send them an email. Okay, that's what I'm asking you to do. Aside from that, it was, listen, we've had a lot of people come through this program. We've had a few that we've had to part ways with and let go. But nobody has ever treated us or our customers with the absolute—I guess I'll say—disrespect uh, that we experienced in this situation.
1: Now, let, let me let me explain another thing that happened because I think this was this was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Camel's back, okay. So the driver who he lost nine hours in two days—he missed two delivery appointments this week. So obviously Seth could not book him over the weekend. We didn't know if he was going to get delivered or not. Okay? So we finally get him delivered. It's late on a Friday afternoon. And he has the gall to sort of challenge Seth. You mean I'm going to have to sit all weekend? You don't have a loaf for me for the weekend? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're the one that's wasted nine hours and two days and missed two appointments. And now you want to turn it on me that I don't have you loaded over the weekend. Again, I'm going to tell you what I told the queen of England. Okay. <laughs> it's not my problem. Kiss my ass. All right. Right. But Seth didn't do that. 100%. Seth got him a load late. On, I think it was on a Saturday morning. Even it was maybe. I'm, I'm 99 percent okay? sure. Keep moving the weekend. You know what he does? He takes his truck in for a 120 inspection, fails it, fails the inspection, out of service, okay? So now the fleet owner delivers to him, how many hundred miles away, Chris? Oh, is a good A spare truck, and he can't get the guy logged in on the ELD on the spare truck, so they cancel the load and tell us they can't pull it. It's cross-platform. Now one truck. Now we explained to him you can run, you don't have to because you can't log in, we can run paper logs.
0: ELD malfunction.
1: And I asked, I said, now you know all you have to do is fill out the ELD malfunction sheet and your paper logs. None of our trucks have paper logs in it. Oh. So it's a DOT requirement that you have the ELD malfunction instructions in your truck and you have to have blank paper logs in your truck but you want to get on Facebook and take me to the cleaners about about uh, uh. so they cancelled the load the guy bitched about having to sit all weekend after he wasted two days and then his fleet owner bum it around to where you can't haul the load. We had to cancel the load. And okay. Seth finally said, look, I pulled enough strings to get that load. If your truck failed the inspection and you can't haul it, how about you calling the agent and cancel the load? That was the straw that broke the camel's back. The driver said, oh, I think it ought to be your job to call the, lo- the agent to cancel that load. You're the one that booked it. <laughs> the gall, I mean, is it just me? Or is it all do you all realize the hypocrisy in this whole thing? You know, so anyway,
0: I, I've got a couple of 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 lines I want to read from the post that he made that has been taken down. Landstar took it down um, as they should. They, they shouldn't allow this kind of petty nonsense. Um, uh, However, I never in my life have dealt with someone as unprofessional and as condescending as this guy and his sidekick, Chris.
1: Collectively,
0: strategy. these guys, including Larry, speak as if their strategy is the only way to be successful. They like to bring up data, not respecting that that everyone's situation, uh, the fact that everyone's situation is the same.
1: So we we so we have the Zoom meeting that we conducted videotaped. We have screenshots of everything that was posted on Facebook. Um. Anyway, so but, what but. he did, what he did when he, he posted this little
0: rant that I have all screenshots of, he took our signal texts. Now, of course, only the ones that benefited him. Of course. And he posted them with the post. Now, there was a couple of people, uh, what were they call Paps, Paps, Blue Ribbon?
1: Paps, Blue <laughs> Ribbon and in uh, the Cookie Mickey Mouse meetings. Yeah, that was the that's the haters. Okay, were you? So to that. so I, the haters
0: I, the haters were in there, but there was a couple that were like, "Well, you know, man i I read through all those text messages and um, it kind of sounds like your drivers were the problem. You know, um,
1: now look, I you know, look we're we're just giving you. I, we're just giving our side of the story. I, I, you don't have to take sides. I I don't care. Okay. I just wanted to clear the air. I know this will get back to him and that's fine. If he wants to make a big deal out of it, look, I'm, I, he ain't going to get a cherry here. Okay. Get your feet out of the cables. We'll deal with it. But we've presented ourselves. It's all good and done. We're good. Okay. So how about we move on and talk about shit that y'all concerned yourself about? So let's just, we've cleared the air. Um, we have but, had but, a couple but let of me comments let me just say in. this to you okay let me just say, say it to you all right we get people who come here that work for be other bcos never ever had an agreement nothing was ever in writing okay nope. we 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 find out all these different ways that things work okay you know why this is defendable because i presented him with a written contract which we did everything that our side of the contract said to do and he did not. All right. Now had we built in arrears, we, we, you as, uh, as one of our mentoring clients, you get paid before we do. And I will have to say this. We got, we so far, we have been paid for everything we've invoiced for. And I appreciate that. It does show some kind of character. It may show fear, fear, of the civil litigation that could be depending on that. But nonetheless, I will say this, he has lived up to his responsibility from a physical standpoint. But listen, uh, verbal, verbal agreements mean shit, okay? What matters is what is written down. Chris says it all the time. If it ain't wrote down, it didn't happen. Well, this was written down. That's how we do business here. When we hired drivers here, we have a contract, okay? We specify in the contract exactly what we're going to do, exactly what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. I want you to see. I want everybody else to see. Your dad,
0: your dad, dad gum, gum feet, feet in them and capes. Capes, Okay, Please, Please get, your get your
1: feet for the love of
0: all that is good holy. Get, get your, your feet, feet out of the capes.
1: God, I'm, uh, yeah okay we're back do i need to i don't need to restart
0: yeah you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have to hit that link and go back in so that was my fault so i was so hell-bent on making fun of him and his feet getting wrapped up his drunk ass in the cables um that uh that was my fault so he's getting connected you can still hear him but you can't see him until he gets back into the, uh, thing. So, uh, that was my fault. So I'll follow my sword. I, I want the take... record
1: to reflect that I nor my feet had anything to do with what just happened here. Okay. Richie <laughs> said, damn, I thought someone blocked me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't see you anymore. Are you in here?
0: Uh, did you click the second link that I texted well, Let me
1: see. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Let me get the <clears throat> second link going
0: here. No, Lee, it wasn't the YouTube stream. It was the idiot behind the wheel that clicked the wrong button and ended the whole broadcast. I was trying to shut down that third camera, and um, so everything is still good. It's up on YouTube. It's back up on um, Facebook. So as soon as I can get Otis the Town drunk here to click the right link. The
1: The guy who did not end the broadcast, Mind you okay?
0: Okay. Now, are all my
1: comments still there? Or are they all gone? Uh, we'll
0: have to. Everybody, you're going to have to resubmit your. Oh,
1: well, they all back. No, they're not. She sure, sure leaves a bunch of questions on there. there.
0: Well, here's. I'll be able to. I'll take. I'll have to take this and combine it and put it up in one video. Basically, there was a great comment that goes with this subject matter that we were talking about. About do you pay 10.99 or do you pay W two? I don't remember who asked it. I think, I think it was, it was Hummingbird, Hummingbird
1: Logistics. Logistics. No, it says no he said, let's talk about something else. He's okay. tired of this shit.
0: Oh, oh. Mute, 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 mute yourself. Mute, mute your computer. Muted. Yeah, that way it doesn't pick up from that camera. Okay.
1: So, um, so Hummingbird Logistics, oh. I'm going to assume that you're a new listener. Uh, you will find out very, very quickly here that we are adamantly against. No, it
0: wasn't him. It was somebody's. Anyway.
1: Okay, well, we're adamantly against paying people on a 1099. And you can come up with all the reasons you want to. I don't care, okay? You can, you can rationalize it however you want to. I don't care. But here's the deal about paying someone amount a 1099, all right? You are having them pay for you your moral responsibility to pay 7.62% or 50% of their self-employment tax. You're passing on to them, you're not providing them unemployment insurance or probably workers' comp insurance, which they are entitled to, you know, as an employee of your company. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, we do not do it. We do not recognize, recommend that you do it. And you can come up with all the reasons you want to to do it. But at the end of the day, um, it doesn't pass the 22 question smell test from the IRS. I realize that you can go find a third-rate accountant somewhere that will tell you that it's okay, but you get what you paid for there. And I will tell you one right now. If, 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 if I come to you as a ten nine employee, I'm going to drop a dime on you, and within two weeks you're going to owe every employee that you ever hired, you're going to owe them, you're going to owe all of their taxes and yours too in the penalty because that's what the payment is for misclassifying employees. So there you go. Probably we now. Ask that question, right? I want
0: I want to give my two cents on this because <clears throat> I did this the other day when we were talking to a guy. You will not find a greater advocate against taxation than me. Taxation is theft perpetrated by a criminal gang. However, the law is what the law is. Paying a truck driver on a ten ninety nine is immoral. You are forcing someone else. To pay taxes that you owe. If you're a truck driver and you don't own a truck and you're driving for some jackass that wants you, that wants to convince you what a great deal you're getting by being paid on a 1099, you're paying 7.62% of your income
1: to pay his taxes. 7.62% of everything you make, you don't owe. No, he does. Yep. And you're giving him that great Christmas gift for doing that. And oh, by the way, if you lose your job at no fault of your own, you have no employment, unemployment protection. Correct. And you probably don't have workers comp insurance if you get hurt while working for that jackass. So I don't know why you do. We have a whole uh, episode on this. Uh, It's something to do with both pimping yourself. Uh, I recommend you go find it. That was one of the early ones. Yeah. And and uh, and 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 quit relegating yourself to um, to being pimped uh, because that really is all you're doing. The only person that makes out on ten ninety nine is the person who is providing the ten ninety nine. Okay, because first of all, you have a you have a self worth problem if that's how if that's how you have to work. All right. Yeah. There are plenty of places in the trucking industry to get a legitimate job that pays and withholds your taxes for you. Uh, To go work for somebody. And most, listen, almost every BCO at Landstar pays on 1099. Okay. I don't hold them holier than thou. Okay. It's because it's lazy and truck drivers are lazy. It's because it's easy and truck drivers take the easy way out. It's because you're willing to do it and they're going to allow you to do it. Okay. It is illegal, technically. Rarely enforced is the correct it, word. It's rarely enforced. But AB5 is the, the only reason AB5 exists. Listen, how long did we get away with running two logbooks? And then what happened? Yep. The, the broad brush of the government fixed it with all these unintended consequences. AB5 is the exact same knee jerk reaction. We're going to fix it <coughs> with all these unintended consequences because it's low-hanging fruit. They're not going to continue to allow you to get away with not paying your taxes. How many people who are on 1099s don't even file a tax return? Correct. If they did, it wouldn't be a cottage industry on XM for every CPA to advertise how many years you haven't filed a tax return and how we'll help mm-hmm. you do that.
0: Okay. We interviewed a tax attorney, a guy named Tony.
1: Go back and watch that. His number one client, our former, our our owner-operators who haven't filed a tax return 10, 15, 20 years. Let me tell you something. The IRS is the number one collection agency in the world. And by the way, they just hired 87,000 more agents and gave them (laughs) AR-15s. Do you really want to keep fucking with them? Okay. (laughs) They did. They now have to. They now carry guns. We have an audience here, but I'm looking at my audience. Yes. So anyway, well, if and roll, the reason... roll the dice. I wouldn't. I would own it. And look, forget the IRS. It's not the right thing to do. T- Listen, all of you, all guys, bitch about not being able to find drivers, and you find one and you fuck him over. Yeah. How's that work for you? And that's the thing.
0: So you know Billy Bigrigger, the fleet owner, that dumped all our dirty laundry, or supposed, to, you know, out on Facebook and calls us out. Pays oh, his by, drivers. Oh, on by the way, did
1: you see today? He's giving away a hundred free turkeys. Oh yeah, bless his heart. I think it's appropriate to give away turkeys. He's turkey. He got a couple. Of, he's got a couple. Really, well, I I'm not, I shouldn't say it. I'm not gonna say that. Take that back. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> um, somebody asked about uh a fuel card. We do not use XBO's fuel card. There's no fuel card on the planet Earth that gives better fuel discounts than Landstar's. No. Nope. So if you're leased to Landstar and you're using somebody else's fuel card, you're a moron. Okay. So um so no, we don't use XBO's fuel card. So yeah. <sighs> Y'all, I wish we could see all the other comments. If you commented earlier, repost it because yeah. we thanks thanks to Mister Producer over here who talked about my big feet. He unplugged the whole damn thing, okay? And now we lost all the comments. So if you had a really good comment, repost it. All right, and he's going to blame that orange sliced drink on it. Um. Anyway, listen. Never mind.
0: <clears throat> um. Uh, Look I, I've I have worked in various industries. I've worked in restaurants, I worked in doing uh, you know installing satellite dishes. I had a little car detailing business. I've done this now. This has opened my eyes in, in a way that I, I don't think anything else could open my eyes to, how people are taken advantage of so easily because they just don't know. And, you know, we've talked a lot about in this, in this orientation this weekend about, you know, I'm not a rule follower. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not a, <laughs> that's the understatement of the century right there. I'm not, I'm not a, well, you, I'm going to do it because you said to do it. no, <laughs> I'm going to do it because it makes sense. Now, I may, I may inadvertently comply with the law because I'm doing something that's moral and good for another human being, and therefore it ends up accidentally being legal. But there's, there's law, and then there's company policy, and then there's reality, and we all have to work in this gray area. So, you know, gosh, I couldn't give a damn less about whether the government gets their money. You know, I don't, I don't, or give if a, they get it, I, I could, I could not care less. Okay. But like he said, the IRS is the most effective collection agency on planet earth. And if you tell me, okay, well, you got to pay this money or I'm going to send guys with guns to your house to, you know, shoot you in the head. Well, okay. All right. I'll pay the money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one's easier than the other one. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, oh, this was a great comment from William, Mister Fleet Owner. Why are you crying? Your drivers have quit, and your business is dying. You don't know your cost, but at least you can say that you're the boss, Mister William Haynes. I toast you, sir. That and okay. that rhymes. That sounds like a poet. It Listen, does. now here, okay, let's look at this fact. We know that this guy's heavily leveraged. His newer trucks, he has loans. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. Okay. Easy, easy. But I'm, but, but I'm, that's,
1: that's irrelevant.
0: No, no, no. I don't think it is. In, in like, he's not unlike anybody else in this business right now that thinks, uh, well, you need to go, you have to buy a new truck because it's more reliable. The old trucks will nickel and dime you to death. So you've got to have the newer trucks and you've got to have the better trucks to attract the better drivers, right? All this not whole <laughs> shit nonsense. He's in a position because he's heavily leveraged as everybody else is on planet earth. He has to be the savior for his drivers, for the big, black, big, bad blue ribbon. You know, how dare they t- treat you like that and disrespect you and make you send an email. How, you know, because if they leave him, he's screwed. That's the difference that we have. A truck can sit for a couple, three weeks and it doesn't bankrupt us. But a lot of people that get heavily leveraged, or they say, Well, hell, I've got one truck. I need another truck and I'll make twice as much money, which, you know, and then they get, then they, they become slaves to the driver. Because they, everything they have to do is about pleasing the driver. Well, the driver can't quit. If the driver can't quit, I'm in trouble because I've got $1,000 a week or $500 a week or whatever. And and, and,
1: and look, everything he said that was contesting our way of doing business was that you all don't understand. I have truck payments to make, Mm -hmm. I have bills to pay. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the same premise we've said over and over again. Just because you go buy a truck doesn't entitle you to any type of revenue. Okay, it's survival of the fittest. It's eat what you kill. It's kill or be killed. That's what business is. Okay, so... I, I'm sorry that you're over leveraged. I'm sorry that you owe. Oh, I can't artificially change the market just because the loads don't meet your requirements. That's not. And oh, by the way, our contract specifically said there is no guarantee of any weekly minimum in this arrangement by the nope. which you signed. <clears throat> so. Question was, what's my poison tonight? Well, look, we started at seven o'clock. I knew I had to be on this podcast somewhat lucid at nine o'clock, so I started with vodka tonight. And and when I do vodka, I do a very very pink, just a just Just a a splash of cranberry. Okay, just a splash. So, but a guy that I met at the bar last night that we had a great time with, we talked all night. He came up and he wanted to start buying me Blantons. Well. At 40 bucks a shot, I'm not turning that down very often. Okay. <laughs> so we started shooting Blantons, and we're well not shooting, we were doing not shots, but we were doing one and a half ounce Blantons. And so which that was my poison. Shot. I went back to you. Don't take shots of Blanton. Okay, that's that's gross. Okay, that's it's sipping. With here
0: you. we go. Here comes the bourbon snob.
1: So so then uh, then after I did that, I needed to kind of get back down to lucidity. So I went back to what we commonly call vagina juice here, which is um, vodka with a t- see how pink it is, and <clears throat> um, and uh, and so that. That kind of toned it down just okay. a little bit.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to pull this podcast back on the rails. Hummingbird no,
1: asks. Money. I wouldn't worry about it. Some, uh, listen, somebody's really worried about fuel prices. This, do, this is, is what we're this. doing right now. Chris, the price logistics.
0: All right, I'm going to read it. Chris, the price of fuel went up. It did. Last week, I purchased fuel at four ninety five versus $5 plus. Has a, the driver wanting... As a save. driver wanting to save on Unfueled, fuel, what would be your advice? What would be your advice? Well, okay.
1: Well, you want me ahead. to do this? Or you want to do it? Go ahead. Well, first of all, if you're in a situation where you're getting a fuel surcharge, that's going to more than offset the increase in price of fuel. The fuel surcharge last week was 70 cents. Okay. <clears throat> Our fuel cost last week was about 58, 60 cents on average per truck. So <laughs> if you're getting 70 cents, you're making 10 cents a mile on the fuel surcharge. Relax okay That's what fuel surge is for. Now if you're not in a situation where you're getting a fuel surcharge then you've got to, um, you've got to mitigate your fuel cost and the way you do that is two ways either use less and buy it for less or do what you can to do that. Um, the ways that we teach here now you got to understand we're at Landstar I don't know where Hummingbird Logistics is. I don't know if you're with Landstar or not. But you have to be able to figure out what the cost of fuel is and where you can buy it on sale. We used to use a, a web-based uh, program called Find Cheap Fuel. Chris. Find Fuel Stops. Find Fuel Stops. And it would rank .com. all the fuel stops on a particular route by the cost of the fuel that would pull out the IFTA tax. If you don't understand why I just said that, then you need to go back and look at our episode on how to buy fuel in IFTA. Okay, You have to understand that you have to buy fuel for the price of the diesel. Do not get confused with IFTA. It means nothing. Okay, Now, you can go to the truck stop and bring that up in a truck stop and start a bunch of fights, but you listen to me when I tell you this. It means nothing. Take it out of the equation. Forget it ever happened. It doesn't matter if it's Credited, uncredited, blue, red, pink—if th- it doesn't matter, the cost of diesel is all that matters. Find out what that is. However, you got to do it. If you're at Landstar, use the Landstar One app and turn on the filters that say company discount and remove state tax. Hey, bam, hey, you're good.
0: You know who can't use the fuel of the Landstar One app? Old oh, boys, drivers. <laughs> <laughs> who said mind. that?
1: I did. You did. Okay. You're you're being a little bit of an astronaut. You know that, right? So um, she fits But going back where... to Hummingbird. so you you got to first of all, you got to you got to work on improving the fuel mileage on your truck. Okay. You've got to you've got to consume less fuel. Thirty five percent of that is you. Sixty five percent of that is your truck. It's spec. It's specifications. The modifications. Things you've done. To get the fuel mileage on that truck up to at least seven, if not eight miles per gallon, then work on buying your fuel at the lowest possible price. All right. If you want to know more about that, hey, you can hire me. I'll teach you how to do it. Okay. I'm not very expensive, but you gotta to listen to me. If you go on Facebook and talk sh- talking shit about me, you'll be, you'll be on here defending yourself. Okay. So,
0: look, y'all, in this environment. If you're working full time, you're gonna spend eighty to a hundred thousand dollars on fuel in a year. Okay. Where I'm from, we call that an ass load of money. Okay. Eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. Is that the same as a wheelbarrow? Well, boatload, ass load, ass loads load. bigger
1: than a wheelbarrow? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I can put an ass, I can put most asses will fit in a wheelbarrow. Anyway. What did, oh, I, I want I,
0: you to just I want I want you to do this I know this is crazy, okay? But hear me out. There's this thing called math. Okay? You can get a calculator and you can divide, I don't know, 125,000 by 7 and then divide 125,000 by 8. There it is. He's got a picture of it, okay? It's a calculator. It's a special tool. Yeah, the BSE 9,000. Businesses,
1: boardrooms and businesses use this right here to make decisions. Truck drivers don't. Truck drivers scratch their ass and just do what feels good. So just do the math at,
0: well, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to bring up my, now listen, I hate these iPhone calculators because they never, 125,000 miles divided by seven is you shut your you shut your filthy mouth talking about that android in here that's 17,857 gallons okay 125,000 divided by eight uh 17,857 that's 2,232 gallons less by getting one mile per gallon better and right now at five dollars a gallon that's 11,160 dollars By getting one mile per gallon at $125,000 a year, getting one mile per gallon. Not
1: counting if you buy your fuel for less by shopping for where it's on sale. Correct. That makes another big difference.
0: Now, I could do 50 cents a gallon off that, but I've had too many blue moons and it would take too long. I'm not going to do that. But you can do that by picking up a calculator and just thinking, what if I got better fuel mileage and what if I made better decisions, especially if you're at Landstar, for the love of all that is good and kind, you have Landstar 1, the most spectacular, unbelievable, earth-shaking development since sliced bread, where it literally shows you, it lights up green. You subtract the tax, you subtract the uh, the, the discount and the tax, and there's the price of the fuel, I saw it uh, today, you know, four seventeen in 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 Indiana. $0.92 cents a gallon off of the marquee price and then subtract the tax. It is a massive, massive advantage that you have over anybody else in the industry right now that you can make just making a different decision about where you buy fuel could be an $8,000 a year. You don't think you could go on a hell of a vacation for
1: $8,000? Or stay in business. Or stay in business. I sit here and I listen to him. He, he regurgitates things that I've been telling him now for three years. It's, I'm like a proud papa when I hear him talk because I hear him say things that I've put in his mouth. It makes me so proud. Anyway, tire pressure. Tire pressure has a lot to do with miles but it's not as important as the rolling resistance of the tire. The kind of tires you buy are also important, but having them properly inflated is important. Now, we're not going to teach this here tonight because it takes too much time, but you need to look up a book by not, a, a, a book by, by the author Mike Beckett, B-E-C-K-E-T-T. He's the creator of the MD Alignment, okay, and you will learn everything that you ever wanted to know about tires, maintenance of tires, the benefit of, of, of uh, using low rolling resistance tires in your operation. But tires are of all the things, God darn it, of all the things that we do to a truck, the one thing that has the biggest single effect on fuel mileage, besides the driver, are tires. You can go from a half a mile per gallon to a mile per gallon easily by changing the kind of tires that are on the truck and going with a quality rolling res- low rolling resistance tire that's going to cost you double what a cheap tire is going to cost up front. But by I the don't time even that think it's tire du- I is- don't even
0: think it's double. It ain't double.
1: Hell it's well, probably- even if it is. Okay. Even if okay, it's so, yeah. giving you benefit of the doubt. Let's say it's double. It ain't double, but let's say it was. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is that even if it is double, you're still, I've heard Kevin Rutherford say many, many times, and I didn't really put the numbers to it, but you could buy a truck that has the wrong tires on it. You could stop and throw them in the ditch and put on the right tires right then and there and and more than absorb the cost of that price and make a profit on them within the first year. So that is the story on tires. Yes, tire pressure has a lot to do with it. Tire pressure has more to do with making those tires last longer than just a couple of years. But it, it certainly has something to do with fuel mileage. Absolutely. The does. first time I heard Kevin years ago when
0: when low rolling res- resistance <laughs> tires became a thing. And as somebody calls in, you know well, hey, hey Kevin, I wanted to ask you about tires. And he's like, okay, what tires do you have? And they're like, cheap Chinese junk. He's like, he said, I want you to pull over right now, wherever you're at, and I want you to call a tire company, and I want you to have them bring you tires where you're sitting on the side of the interstate. I want you to take your old tires and throw them in the ditch. And I went, okay, I think he's convinced me that this tire thing is important because when he tells me to pull over, right where I'm at right now and call somebody to bring some
1: real tires. But y'all, again, we use a, we use an example math. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. We use an example in our orientation today from one of the very first live events that we did. It was an actual attendee. Mm -hmm. She had just bought eight brand new tires. Continentals. We looked them up. It HDR was a model. The rolling resistance was 136. Yep. I compared it to the rolling resistance on the tire that we recommend. Now she was using duels, not singles, so I compared it to the equivalent mission. Michel- now look, I'm not Michelin's not end all be all, but it's got one of the best, and Ro- Yokohama's got one too. But it doesn't matter. The point is a low rolling resistance tire, no matter what the manufacturer is. Michelin has the best one, by the way. Yokohama has got a good one too. But it was it, it was 136 versus 108. The difference in the life of the tires <clears throat> was twenty two thousand dollars in three years. The, the the fuel savings, even though the tires cost I don't know fifty two hundred bucks up front versus three thousand dollars up front, um, the difference because every mile those tires run, it saves you money if it's a low rolling resistance tire. And uh, but you've got to take care of them, okay? You you can't just not mount them properly. You can't have them not balanced. You can't have them not centered. You can't have them underinflated. All those things are going to offset the gain because you're not maintaining them properly. So, uh, but it makes a huge difference. It's the it's the biggest single swing of the bat of anything you can do to improve fuel mileage, except the driver. The driver's 35% of the equation, so. Um, <clears throat> boy, got quiet all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look
1: at, uh, I'm trying to look at the comments. <laughs> William Haynes. Hey, William Haynes, the last fuel up on that truck was 9.07. Okay, just to clear the record, all right? <clears throat> It, we
0: we do what we do because it works in every market it works in the up market it works in the down market okay it's it's just decisions that we have based on mathematics it, it, it's, it's not us going. Oh, well, we have the superior uh, formula. That we just we're just doing math. We're we're evaluating risk based on mathematical <clears throat> computations. That says, well, if you don't have a massive truck payment, you can make money in a down market. Um, you know, we've 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 gone through these calculations and we've looked at. Because the market is going to come down. You you go back 50 years and the market does this. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and up and down. It's great that you can make money in the up market, but can you make money in the down market? That's the difference. If you can't make money in the down market, you are in a perilous position because it's going to come down at some Mm -hmm. point. Are you prepared? for it to go down. Blue Ribbon has been ex- in existence since 2009 and has experienced a terrible market in 2009, a terrible market in 2014, a soft market in 1617 and then now we're heading into another soft market. And I'm watching these Facebook groups and posts. Well, how many of you have parked your trucks because the you know, cheap freight? Guys, what, what did you expect to happen when we've been at the highest high in the history of the trucking industry? Five and six dollars a mile regular freight on a regular basis. What did you think was going to happen that it was just going to stay that way because you 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 deserve it? Why do you deserve it? Because you exist? One of the main things that I personally as an individual Uh, resist and reject is, is identity by association. Well, I am
1: a thing. Therefore I deserve.
0: Well, I am something because I'm associated with something. Well, I'm a truck driver or I'm a nurse or I'm a this or I'm a that. And so therefore I, my value is set based on my association. Well, that's, communism basically you know just because i'm part of a group assigns a value to me that is what Oh, okay well i've had x number of experiences so i deserve x number of dollars per mile no you don't because the market doesn't care the market cares about what you can do and i've, I've always found it fascinating that This there's, we have this foundation of business that will do anything that the customer needs anytime, until they're in trouble. And buddy, the minute they're in trouble, we will kick them in in the teeth and set them on fire because they're like, we're like, oh, okay, well, Hey, we'd love to have your business and we'll do your business for this reasonable rate until the minute they get in trouble. And we're like, let me drag that rate up two or three or five, you know, $5 a mile, because now you're in trouble and capacity's short. We just, that's what we do, you know, and it's crazy. Listen, I -hmm. cashed all the checks. Well, he did. We cashed all the checks from all the money that we made when the market was up. Okay. Now the market is cooling off. The capacity is coming up. The supply of loads have come down. And now we're having to reset our expectations on what the daily rate is and what's the minimum that we uh, that we will do. We, we still have to always we do
1: but the difference is we still cash checks. They're not as big as they were, but we don't send people home. We don't park the trucks. Okay, we're not going. We're not parking the trucks. to and find out to twenty twenty three does. All right, that's that's the difference. Yeah. Um.
0: I was driving back from Southern West Virginia Friday night with my daughter and we got into Charleston, West Virginia. It's just me and her in the truck. And it was a 60 mile an hour speed limit through Charleston. And I'm doing like, you know, 62, 63. And this bull hauler comes by big, long Peterbilt and just blows our doors off. And she's like, where's he in such a hurry to go? And I'm, and I, so I explained about bulls and cows and, you know, hey, they lose weight and these guys are in a hurry, but they got these big trucks and they just drive it. This dude's going 75 and a 60 through the middle of a city.
1: Oh, I took, listen, I took an ass whooping for what I said last week by everybody. Oh, you, you, uh, ELDs are making people drive that way. I had an extended conversation with one of you listeners last week. I volunteer, I, I, at Transport America, I'm the very first owner operator. To ever have an ELD. Okay. Because in 2009, they certainly were not required, but I could see the handwriting on the wall. So I said, mm-hmm. look, if this is how it's going to be, let me learn how to make money using this forced tool. Now, I'm the only owner operator at Transport in America with an ELD. I'm certainly the only FedEx driver with an ELD. Okay. Now what did we figure out? I drove? Did, we did the mile, did we did the miles? did the math this weekend? What did I drive? Uh,
0: 3,500
1: and oh gosh, it was over
0: 3,500, miles. 35, 3,600
1: miles. I drove it every week for four and a half years. I drove it with an ELD, and in four and a half years, I had two service failures that were weather related. And not once did I have a um, log violation, okay? So, you're going to get on here and tell me that because you have an ELD now, you have to drive like a fucking banshee. Okay. And you have to do unsafe shit because this little box is telling you to do it. I call bullshit. Okay. Highly called. Because if that's the case, you talk about immoral. So, you're going to do these things and put people at risk because of a box? Mm-hmm. Really? And you want to talk about business? Well, it, it it goes back to the
0: the the logical fallacy that I'm appealing to authority. You know, the authority says I have to do X, and so then, one As long as I do what the authority said, then I don't have to take any responsibility for the decisions that I made. Well, I just doing what I was told. Go read about the Nuremb- uh, Nuremberg trials and let me know how that worked out for him. You know.
1: Hey, I want this one. Can I have this one? Go ahead. Jeff May, recently I got into an argument with a mechanic. over. That's your first mistake, okay? This word mechanic, replace that with single-cell amoeba who is trained verbally by a guy who lives under shade tree, okay? Most folks won't open their minds to creative solutions. You lunatics are wasting your breath on most folks. Well, that very, could very well be. Uh, I, I look. I can bring. I can bring you to, to water. I can't make you drink. But let me let me tell you a fact here. Okay, we started a TikTok thing a couple weeks ago, and right now, right now, the most listened to TikTok thing we have is about my truck and the OPS. It it currently has four hundred and fifty thousand views. Okay, and in that, I'm talking about how my truck with a Mercedes engine. Has one point eight million miles on with never having the engine apart, and some guy came on there and called bullshit. He said, "I've got one with a hunt with one point five million miles. It's had three overhauls." So go back and tell your mechanic, okay, that if that's the case, then how could I possibly have gotten one point eight million miles on a Mercedes motor that averages six hundred thousand miles between all between uh, uh, in frames, and it's had four oil changes in its life. OK, so you can argue emotion. You can't argue facts. All right. And that's what we, we don't. It's not that we're fans of OPS. It's not fans that we bow at the altar of Pittsburgh power. The bottom line is I have living proof that a, a motor that typically gets 600,000 miles in its lifetime got three times that. And by the way, it's still ticking like Energizer buddy. Okay. It's it's not like it's got the 1.8 and quit. Okay, the jury's still out. And the only thing I can attribute it to is the fact that every morning when it make when it wakes up, it has fresh oil in it because of the OPS. Now I don't I don't argue with your mechanic. I don't need to argue. Your mechanic doesn't pay my bills. Your mechanic doesn't make decisions about me. I don't try to win him over. Fuck him. Okay. I'll tell you that it, 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 there's no way that that truck has 1.8 million miles on it without an OPS, with no inframe. frame. I'll tell you this, too. Forget that. The money I saved in, in, since 2009, what, what's that, 13 years, in oil changes, and the end frames I saved was over $175,000. I don't need to convince your mechanic of that. I'll just take my $175,000 to go to the bank. Screw your mechanic. Okay. Find a new mechanic. Best thing I can tell you. Right. Now, did I handle that okay or what? Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you very much.
0: Appreciate it. Well, listen. So, let's... We've been an hour and 40 minutes now. So, we've gone... Is it gone that quickly? Yep. I'm just starting on my second (laughs) drink. We have... I mean, we've done this episode because... Uh, But obviously we could have responded in kind. We could have called names. We could have named names. We could have said all this stuff. Obviously that's not what we're about. Someone came to us and asked for help. And now obviously I think we would do it a little different. We've had some conversations about what we would do differently if in the same position, you know, we, 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 we could make some different decisions the next time around than we did the first time. um, But all we did was do what the
1: contract said. That's all we did, right? And remember, he called us. We didn't solicit him. Right. He called us asking for our... Oh, and I didn't tell you this. We gave him two references of BCOs oh, yeah. who that. we've worked with for over a year. And he called both of them because they told me before he made the decision to use our services. So we didn't misrepresent anything. We gave him two people who had no, no obligation to say anything that's untrue, and he made the decision to use our services based on what we told him that we would do, what we've proved we would do, what, we, what other people have said we were going to do. And three weeks into it, um, in my opinion... It became apparent that as a fleet owner, he was woefully inadequate in to manage those drivers, and he was embarrassing himself in front of the drivers. So he had to say face. That's yep. my opinion. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we uh, let me consult the calendar. I'm. I'm For some reason, for some reason, tra- the browser shut down and
1: we lost sound for a minute. Yeah. So
0: we, so we we'll have to go back. So you're going to be in Chicago. I'm going to be
1: with my grandchildren next weekend because it's Halloween. Okay. Now, Halloween, I'm guessing is probably Saturday night. Is that when it's going to be celebrated? It's hard to tell. Um, I mean, I can broadcast from the Bourbon Bar, Bourbon Barn next Sunday night. If you want to do it, I got to take this shit with me, but I can do it. Yeah, because I'm a broadcast professional.
0: You are. I, I think that's. I think that's probably going to be best. We'll, Jennifer we'll Elwell's
1: on the on the. Uh, do you have your that you about? Yeah, you to- I'm going to say it again, Thomas Elwell. Jennifer Elwell's on the broadcast right now. Are you aware of that? Hi, Jennifer. We've taken really good care of him. Okay.
0: Yeah, we, we'll just, just we'll just, I'll probably just that embarrass part. the shit out of you.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so anyway, we will be back next. Um, hey, ne-
1: Bill Taylor, uh, listen, have fun in the bus, man. Uh, it's impressive. Good, good. Congratulations, good for you. Take the winner off. You deserve it. Have some fun. Where, where are you going to park that bus? Can I come visit you? <laughs> yeah, he's taking a winner. He's got a Provo. Uh, uh, it's Pre-vo. a lunatic Provo. it's a 12 Detroit. Okay, we know about this. Prevo, Prevo, yeah. Prevo. I'm sorry, Prevo. Prevo, Prevo. He's taking it, he's done. He's done. He's done for the year. He's going to get into Prevo and he's going somewhere. I don't think he's going to tell me because I don't think he wants us to show up. If but. I had Bill Taylor's money, I'd burn mine. Jacksonville, you're going to be in Jacksonville all winter. I'll be in, hey, I'll be in Wellington. During Thanksgiving and and New Year's Eve. Can you come down to Wellington? West Palm Beach?
0: That's exactly what y'all need. All right. We're going to shut this down before it gets any further out of control. So I'll have to combine all this now and make it into one post because I screwed up and killed the broadcast. It's completely
1: on him, not me. So, hey, guys, appreciate the questions uh look uh some of you guys that that uh, you go back and listen to these previous episodes we cover a lot of these topics if you still have questions reach out to us email to us uh you know we'll 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 talk with you we'll try to help you you know i think um who's the guy who's the who's the fuel fuel mileage question guy um i believe that was something uh, what's his business name Tommy Virta Logistics. Yeah, uh, Reach out to us. We'd like to talk to you. Maybe we can help you, okay? So um, that's what we do. Now, look, don't get on Facebook and badmouth us if you don't like what we said, okay? Cause yeah. Because even if you around. don't like it, you'll get over it. Payback's a bitch, okay? So. All
0: right. <clears throat> we will see y'all next Sunday night, same time. You guys Sunday have Sunday. a good
1: week. We'll talk to you next Sunday, okay? Thanks, everybody. Good night.